0: Hey everyone. Hey. Welcome to the studio Eye Opener Society and welcome back. Uh, Hannah and I, we I mean we haven't been gone too long, but you know, it was a delay in between episodes. Uh, but we had a lot going on in these past few days, and I know we've been advertising about tonight's episode and really wanted to get it out to everybody. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I think we built up enough excitement, we had a couple family emergencies, and there was no child care for uh, Hannah's uh, child, so we couldn't really get the uh, episode out to you right away. But we're here, we're ready, and we're going to talk about a few things. But before we get started, I uh, just want to say, there's been some things that are new, nothing on your end, everything remains the same if you're following us anywhere. But we switched our hosting site finally, something you know, I guess more, I guess bigger. Yeah. (laughs) We're on Podbean now. Uh, If you wanted to follow us there, I'm going to have links in the uh, comments, but Podbean, we picked that up. We picked up a couple other platforms. Uh, It's just a matter of getting our, you know, our show hosted on different platforms. So that's why we switched. Uh, It's just, we're, having too many problems with the other one. And I think it's just because we don't have a whole lot of money. So, you know, we work on... Uh, what we can. Yeah, what we can. And we do what we can with what we can. Uh, so that's one. Two, we are on Apple. Yes, finally. ITunes, finally, right? I mean, this has been uh, like over a year now, a year and a half. At first, I was told we were on it. And then I found out we were not. And there was a problem with the uh the ID the apple ID and I didn't sign a terms and conditions I guess so they never had it out there so if you are joining us from Apple welcome we are the eye opener society Hannah and Gary you can read all about us in the you know podcast description but uh I do want to welcome everybody that is on Apple iTunes and all that thank you for joining us follow us uh we have a lot of Things our topics kind of go all over the place from time to time, but we try to remain spiritual. And believe it or not, even after this episode, it's towards the end, if you stick with us through it, I have a way to kind of bring this all back to spirituality. Yeah. Believe it or not, I can tie these things together. It's pretty crazy, but so that's all that's really been going on with us. Uh, we um, are now on Podbean, and I wanted to give a quick shout because when I was doing a little bit of research for tonight's show. Um, not really research. I was just looking at things to get some ideas because Hannah and I, we're not scripted ever. Yeah. But I did take a whole bunch of notes. So I got a bunch of notes sitting in front of me. Um, but most importantly, when I was going through this, I did step across another podcast. And uh, this year podcast is uh, Mortal Musings. Check them out. All right. I'm going to provide a link. All right. They're really cool because they deal with true crime and the macabre. I sat, I listened to one of their episodes, I only got a chance to listen to one about Sid and Nancy from uh, the old punk rock band, uh, The Sex Pistols, and it was pretty interesting, it really was, I I really enjoy that story, Uh, but they also deal with a lot of serial killers too as well in a true crime, so I was listening to that, I think they're a fantastic show, we chatted for a little bit, Uh, I definitely want you guys to go and listen to them too, so that's Mortal Musings. And then for something completely different, uh, we also want to push another uh, podcast I started talking to as well, just because I heard them, they're like us, their topics go all over the place. They go from the paranormal to politics, to the meaning of life, all in one. They are nonsense and deep thoughts, nonsense and deep thoughts. Good group of people on that show for sure. And again, the links are in the synopsis, go and visit them, visit any of their websites follow them on their platforms and whatnot they're good people so hannah what's up (laughs) yeah welcome so our show tonight is on serial killers killers. (laughs) yeah i know so many people wanted to hear about serial killers uh and i don't listen so here's the deal here's a little backstory on that i think it was like about a month ago hannah comes to me and she goes we gotta do a show on serial killers and I looked and I was like, I don't know if that really mixes and blends in with our show. I was, I was I like, gonna, okay. We have to do it. Yeah, so what was your idea behind it? So, um,
1: a fun fact about me is I'm like literally obsessed with any of those like crime shows. Like currently I'm watching Cold Case Files. Um, but like I'm literally have just always been obsessed with like NCIS and um, oh God, Criminal Minds is like one of my favorites. And... I just, like, get really sucked into shows like that. And, like, just being, like, a person that is spiritual, I, tr- I like, always when I'm watching those so- shows, um, I find it intriguing that they kind of, like, you know, they profile people. So you kind of get, like, a spiritual and, like, a mental understanding on, like, why these people were the way they are and why they did what they did. So I was like, you know, we really need to do a show about serial killers.
0: Interesting, because, like I said, I was kind of... Skeptical for a yeah. little bit, but then Hannah and I we were at this event. It was a some vintage uh, thing going on in York County here in Pennsylvania, and there was um I guess there was a display that had a bunch of serial killer type stuff. Yeah, and I watched this girl just like nose dive into this, like, oh my god, serial killers! I'll buy everything here. And I looked at Hannah and I said, "We need to do an episode on yeah, serial I was killers." Like, what I say. <laughs> yeah so i i get the intrigue i really do but i also know that serial killer episodes and tv shows and podcasts it's been done like hundreds of times over and so what does a spiritual meditation podcast like us have to do with it well we do go down rabbit holes yeah we do and this is our show damn it so we could talk about whatever we like and i just thought about doing this because like i said i have a connection to spirituality towards the end of the show but i want to talk more about You guys that are into the serial killer aspects. Yeah. And why? Like, what's the obsession in all that? And of course, we're going to touch a little bit on these serial killers. I don't like giving giving them, you know, more attention than they deserve.
1: That's like my thing. Like, Mm. I like the shows, but like, I'm not one of those. I don't want to say sick people, (laughs) but like, I'm not one of those chicks that will like fall in love
0: with a serial killer. There you go. I think there's... An obsession, and then there's a healthy obsession. <laughs> yeah,
1: like I am just like, I feel like I'm just like, I'm fascinated with the shows. Like I'm actually, I get like a high watching the shows from them catching them. Like that's me. Like mm-hmm. that's where I get my high and like really big interest from It's just like them busting their asses.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I get it. There's there's different types. I mean, like I said, I looked up a few things, and again, no script. I'm just going off of notes here on um, that I had taken, but... When we look, or when we search anything that has to do, well, why are people obsessed with these serial killers? And one of the first thing that comes up is evolutionary subconscious desire to identify, all right, uh, potential threats. Uh, it's basically saying, you know, we have this evolutionary present. We want to study this. We want to study these people because we can identify people that might murder you yeah so i get that um th- that's one reason i looked at that and i said okay i get that we as human beings we have you know are a built-in self-survival and the more we know what makes serial killers tick maybe just maybe are instincts can start pointing out who mm-hmm. might make you uncomfortable yeah it's very difficult though see when i looked at that i said "As we get into the show more i think serial killers are very hard to identify in the first place yeah uh it's kind of odd they keep a lot of what they do very secret mm-hmm. and, like. And I'm going to get into my thoughts on this, you know, but this is like, so if if this is an evolutionary thing where we need to know just for our own basic instincts, okay, I get that, but it's difficult because I think if you do a psychological profile on most serial killers, uh, most of them have psychological profiles like every single one of us. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I, I've looked at many things with the FBI and all FBI is very vague. I mean, they cover every base. So yeah. You need to be a lot more specific, and every serial killer has different reasons behind what they're doing. So, to profile them, that's a profiler's job, but yeah. I think the profiles of most of them are too broad or they're not narrow enough. Because, you know, just from what I was reading with some of these people, it's either very, very specific things about them that led them on this type of life. Or, worse yet, they're just, they're all over the board. Yeah. You know, and we're going to get into all that. I just want to touch on a few reasons why people are obsessed. Um, And let's see if I can read. I'm in the dark. We're in the dark. We're going to release the video of this a few weeks down the road. That's something else we're going to do. We want people to listen to our Mm -hmm. podcast. Video is vlogging yeah (laughs) all right uh podcast is audible so we want to push our audible sides i know everybody likes to look at hannah because she's gorgeous and of course me i'm so young and virus you know 26 year olds and gorgeous but i like to just be heard for a while it's i think and but we'll release videos but anyway we're doing it with red lighting in here just to set the theme it's cheesy i know but it's the vibe so get us So if you are watching this down the line that's what it is all right um anyway so we are pre- uh the other thing i looked at is preparing for basically preparing for the worst um it makes people feel like if we study sure. yeah we feel more secure in mm-hmm. the coziness of our homes when we're reading and dealing with this um most like you if you're watching the tv shows in a living room you're safe you're sound in your own but we feel safe, we feel protected, but at the same time, we're learning about this. Yeah.
1: So you're becoming like hyperactively aware mm-hmm. of like signs of like and patterns that most serial killers have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, doing it from the comfort and safety mm-hmm. of your own house. Uh, and that ties into the first one, it's just an evolutionary, you know, some subconscious mind to feel protected or to learn about mm-hmm. this. So we know. And I got to tell you, listen, uh, just going back to that first one, the world's falling apart, and I think people are falling apart too. I don't think we have enough self-awareness of our surroundings anymore. I could do a whole nother show on that, but, you know, serial killers are getting away with things like what they do because we lack that self-awareness. And yeah. You know, I'm not talking to everybody as a whole, but we're losing that more and more Mm -hmm. human species we're beginning to trust everything because we always feel safe within our own home and we just don't realize that there's stuff that's going on out there you could put you know those rose colored glasses on all the time and think that none of this happens and maybe it's just tv shows but it's real deal
1: real life (laughs) yeah
0: and you know when you walk out that door you really do need to be aware yeah uh and sometimes just watching cold case files or something is not going to prepare you for that if you are ever encountered by one of this and as i get into the show i'm going to talk about that and actually encountering these people too now down here i think is the most common
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know where this is going
0: yeah morbid curiosity yeah we're human beings man (laughs) we are fascinated by that morbid life because it's so disconnected from us that we get involved in that morbid curiosity and you know we're looking at people that murder and not just mur- and i'm not talking about you know your average murders on the street because a drug deal gone bad you know we're talking people that methodically kill mutilate and you know saw bodies you know <laughs> Yeah, and, and sometimes bury them in their own homes or sleep with the bodies, you know, have sex with decaying bodies. It's, listen, that's a morbid curiosity. Yeah. And I can understand people being fascinated because most people would a sane mind thinking, what the hell is wrong, wrong with, with these, these people?
1: people. <laughs> and they get like fixated on like, why?
0: <laughs> what could we do to fix you? <laughs> yeah, but can you fix these people? I guess yeah. that's you know, can you? And maybe some people actually do because there are people that are in fields, mental health and all that, actually got to work with these serial killers, yeah. you know? So it goes beyond sometimes a morbid curiosity, I guess, and sometimes it's a professional thing that you have to learn. Mm. Like, look, I was in emergency medical services years ago and. I can tell you, I have a genuine um, wall built up over me. Nothing really bothers me because I've seen so much. I've even seen mutilation and all that, so it doesn't bother me. So I have that morbid mindset, not so much curiosity anymore. I've seen it in, you know, (laughs) seeing a person changes a man. It really does, and I can joke about it. I can make dark jokes about it, and that's the wall we put up to help us. Mm Because if we sat and obsessed over that it's going to change your mind you know so yeah we do we have a morbid curiosity we're human beings what can i tell you yeah there's stuff on the internet you know there's pictures of crime scenes and you know stuff that they don't show on mainstream media and some people are morbidly curious and some people have a professional uh need to see and view that kind of stuff too so I guess it goes all the way right back to that first, you know, evolutionary subconscious desire to identify potential threats.
1: Yeah I mean, there is, I feel like I just want to know if anyone is watching this podcast and you're just one of those people who are just like sexually or emotionally attracted to these people, I would love to know why. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, we did give, you know, three big points on, like, why, you know, just out of our head, you know, and, like, r- a little bit of research, like, why people mm-hmm. are and, like, there's, like, those, like, you know, knowledgeable reasons. Mm-hmm. But then there are people out there who are, like, just literally, they, like, absorb or, like, obsess mm-hmm. over, like, the bad boy or bad lady mm-hmm. persona that these yeah. serial killers have. And it's just, like like, people, like... I'll just bring one up like jeffrey dahmer like it's insane how many women like wrote him and like mm-hmm. wanted to marry him and like right. it's just like i just wanna like i i just don't i don't know it's like in my mind i just i i don't i don't get it but like mm-hmm. if you're someone watching and you have a serial killer that you're like with that let me know because i'm <laughs> i'm curious yeah. No judgment. Yeah, no here.
0: judgment. I, you know, again, this show is never about judgment. Yeah. And you could always message us privately or something. And I, um, I get what Hannah's is saying. I wanted to touch on that myself just because that was the thing. Yeah. Everybody has this natural morbid curiosity, you know, and there are TV shows that hype them up. But yes, there are fan clubs for these serial killers literal fan clubs yes. sometimes started by the serial killers themselves and listen Charles Manson is a big one although Charles Manson is not a serial killer scratch him off the list of serial killers he's not um, but he has a big story but again and but on your saying when you brought it up and I just thought of Charles Manson because Charles Manson had other people do the killings for him yeah why charms? he had yeah. charm he was able to influence people through charm but he was also able to influence people because oh yeah we could do a whole podcast on him but I mean it, there was a lot of experiments with um, acid and mushrooms and all that I, I could go into the whole FBI conspiracy I love the fact that we got to show you we could get involved in all that but there's a lot of conspiracies I read up on a lot of that and it's very confusing to me even the whole Charles Manson timeline uh but yes he had fan clubs he that's still has fans there were people outside the prison literally throwing themselves you know for conjugal yeah. visits and mm-hmm. such it just so he still had that influence even in prison locked away he was still able to draw crowds of people yeah. that's also A lot of the MO's of these other serial killers, it's their charm. They were able to lure victims using their own charm. Ted Bundy
1: is a big one.
0: Ted Bundy is a big one, yes. He was able to do that.
1: Like, I know how I look at it. I know like one of the main reasons why, like, women or even men, you know, Ted Bundy apparently. like I mean, I have my own opinion, but like a lot of women looked at him as like a very attractive serial killer so they they just kind of like sat aside like the sick things that he did as a serial killer and they were like no i'm like in love with this man and Mm -hmm. i'm just like but i don't get it (laughs) right (laughs) you know
0: yeah it is it is odd because um they are they do they use that charm but and that's just one way because not all of them because not all of them were Attractive, nor many of them had them. Many of them became serial killers because they were kind of a mess. You know, they were bullied. They weren't fitting in. They had learning disabilities, and this is why they went on to murder because out of aggravation, yeah, anger towards society. Um, so that's you know, yeah, I was just also shocked that you know a lot of these serial killers just have this fan clubs or Mm -hmm. fan clubs that you know really have people that not just for the morbid curiosity but this yeah. actual physical desire towards these people mm-hmm. you know um you know what
1: i think didn't like doesn't help either is that a lot of like and i'm guilt like i'm not guilty of this but like a lot of like you know like universal netflix all those producing You know companies they've all released like either shows or movies about these serial killers and they choose these like attractive actors and actresses Mm. and then you it kind of like it kind of gives these serial killers more fame and then it gives those people who like get that attraction towards them to be like not only attracted to the actor or actresses playing them but then the actual serial killer themselves yes like ted bundy Mm -hmm. was a big one Mm -hmm. they chose freaking zach efron out of all (laughs) actors to you know make like you know be Mm -hmm. him in in a movie and like from that point on i feel like it was just like boom ted bundy blew up and then like Mm -hmm. you would go on social media and you you could not see like women and men like just obsessing over him and i'm just like um I uh uh <laughs> yeah. are we just obsessing over like the fact that Zach Efron played mm-hmm. him or like you're actually like in love with this serial killer?
0: Yep. Now, that is true uh cuz I was going to bring up like those are the top 3. Those those yeah. things I mentioned, when you do any search engine search on why people are obsessed. Yeah. So, taking that and taking what you said, I form my own opinion on that too yes one of my opinions is the same thing mainstream media makes them out to be sex, sex icons yes <laughs> sexual icons or yeah superstars rock stores basically that's really they make them out to be because even though a lot of these documentaries and all you know are basically showing, well these were regular people mm-hmm. and they did have charm and charisma yeah. to lure their victims But they do it in a way because they understand TV. People are kind of mindless these days and we just take in TV all the time. And it does. It kind of gives them that rock star status. Yeah. And I think that's one problem with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing that I was looking at too myself, I'm thinking they have this very anti-hero vibe about them. Yeah. People, I think, push for them, especially the ones that, have gotten away with the murders for so long or remain uncaught like your favorite zodiac, zodiac killer. killer they they're an anti-hero because they're basically bucking the system nobody can find them and they taunt the system by sending these cryptic letters and calling it to radio shows and but yeah. yet they don't get caught It's, like, fascinating. Yeah, but if you and I spend, you know, $200 using our Venmo accounts, you know, the government's all over us for taxes. But they can't find these serial killers that killed multiple people. So, yeah, they have this anti-hero kind of status that kind of, I think people kind of get obsessed with, too. They're kind of rooting for the underdog, I guess. That's one way to say it. Um, I don't know if they're the right people to be rooting for as far as an anti-hero. But I can see where that comes into play.
1: See, that's what, like, for me, it's like, like I said, like, I have a fascination. But my fascination is, like, solely I enjoy seeing a profile happen. Like, honestly, like, when I feel like I first watched Criminal Minds for the first time, I was like, bro, I want to be a fucking profiler. Like, (laughs) and then I realized that, like, I have my own mental issues. So, like, the FBI (laughs) would never hire me. Thanks
0: yeah. Um and our FBI agents are always listening yeah. to shows anyway. How you doing, FBI? <laughs> hey.
1: Um but I just I like I get fascinated by like the way that these professionals can profile people and like I said I get like that high from just mm-hmm. like watching them be caught. Even if it's like I'm watching like Criminal Minds and it's like a fictional thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just is so fascinating and like when I, I love seeing the bad guys get caught. Mm-hmm. so i think that's it for me
0: yeah and that's a a healthy way of looking at it because people do get drawn into those like the true crime like i love true crime myself Uh, i think it is that whole cat and mouse chase that goes on Mm -hmm. with very elusive people yeah that really are brilliant in getting away for so long i um one of my favorites and and Not my favorite serial killer, I don't have like a favorite serial killer, yeah, I mean, but the stories, as far as stories go, uh, the son of Sam, David Berkowitz, yeah, um, that's because growing up, I grew up in the Bronx, New York, um, as most people know, and that's where all these son of Sam killings, also in Yonkers and such like that, and David Berkowitz also went to my uh high school too, just just so you know, <laughs> pretty cool, right? Anyway, so that's what all my school's known for. But yeah, David Berkowitz. If we look at him, I was fascinated because I did watch um, a documentary on. Uh, it was on Netflix. I don't watch Netflix anymore. It's, oh God, I hate. But I'm not gonna get into that's another show. <laughs> but yeah, David Berkowitz. Uh, there's. Uh, I just. I'm sorry. I'm looking for his name. Uh, Maury Terry. Uh, He passed away, um, but Maury Terry was the producer of the show, and he was a um, journalist who followed the Son of Sam killings. Now, here's what I found interesting, and when it comes down to these serial killers and people obsessed with them and all, I think the whole, just like what you're talking about too, uh, the shows and following to catch them, the trails that they leave, the clues that they leave, and if you are into all that crime-solving stuff yeah son of Sam uh, it opened my eyes to a few things this guy uh, Maury Terry he followed this so long and he became so obsessed with it and he put out that documentary called the sons of Sam and the theory is that David Berkowitz did not operate by himself yeah uh, that he had more people because he Originally, he was going into Yonkers, New York, and he got involved in these here little satanic groups. And a lot of people are thinking that people from those satanic groups assisted him mm-hmm. on these killings. But he just took the credit and he confessed to, you know, the murders. And my thing, when it comes to crime and criminology and all that, if we take Son of Sam David Berkowitz's case, remember, the New York City Police Department was under so much pressure to solve this crime from the mayor all the way on down is we need to find the person doing this yeah so they obviously jumped at the first chance to convict somebody and sometimes when we look at these cases and the way they were handled or the way they were solved sometimes they were often rushed and if you get some attorneys really good attorneys sit down and systematically break down the investigation you'd probably find a lot of holes to the point where they wouldn't be able to convict these serial killers the nypd just ran with oh we got our you know killer that's it see made them all i think it was like 25 cops got promoted really high yeah you know in the system and of course mayors and the chiefs of police and all they take a lot of credit for solving this so there's so much pressure on law enforcement to solve these crimes because I mean, I was probably about eight years old when the son of Sam, so I don't recall any of it, but during that time, people were locking themselves in the house and, you know, everybody was so scared to go out because he was on the loose, but yet it was New York City and back then, I mean, there were, you know, you could be killed in the streets by anybody at that time. So I don't know why one serial killer running around was really, you know, a factor but yeah there was pressure there was so much pressure because this you know citizens in new york city were so scared and locking themselves in a house that affects tourism that affects everything yeah. you know so they were under a lot of pressure so did they mess up were there more more killers yeah. that were working in concert with david Berkowitz? and it some of the stuff this uh, journalist brought up this maury terry made sense you know if you yeah. really look at him it, it makes sense and it's something worth probably. Looking into again because all right, if you have Berkowitz and if he confessed, but if he didn't commit all the killings, who else did? Mm-hmm. And they're running free. Yeah, interesting concept that because I know there was a couple of other people. There was a, the Carr brothers, John Carr, and um, he, they they wound up going. They were brothers. Uh, they went uh, out to North Car- North Dakota actually, and they one of them committed suicide when the police knocked at his door and i guess questioning his involvement in any of these things and then his brother had wound up uh dying in a car accident a year later and so there's a lot of conspiracies behind it but yes son of sam that's just one example of people that might have acted with other people which then brings me back to this whole thing with serial killers how many of them are actually getting away and how many are out there right now that don't even We don't even know we're connected to crimes and that there's maybe serial killers out there and we don't even know if there's a connection with them yet. So we got to really commend law enforcement to some degree for dealing with this. But at the same time, it can't be sloppy investigative work either. It has to be very concise because like I said, this, when you look at some of these cases, you could probably blow holes in a lot of them if you're a really good attorney and some of them could probably get off maybe not on all the murders but at least some of the murders you know not that it would matter i mean if you're sentenced to 200 consecutive life sentences yeah what's the difference between that or 100 consecutive life sentences uh i was wanted to briefly touch on joel rifkin yeah <laughs> only because it was funny when i put this up a friend of mine um had mentioned that they actually met him spoke with him i guess talked I don't, I don't have all the details but they uh my friend and their friends had contact and went to school uh well actually worked i think worked, worked. yeah where yeah. they worked i don't know if he was and, working there and he like was, i said i don't have a whole yeah. lot of details but he there was, was contact. known as joel the ripper. <laughs> ripper yeah and this guy too sick but when i asked and i questioned my friend about this you would never know yeah the charm again the absolute charm and the whole attitude like just another person Mm -hmm. you know no different than you me or anybody else that you just happen to be an acquaintance with or you happen to know through passing is out there committing murders it makes you uneasy it really does and this guy was sick I mean he mutilated I mean really sick and so that just brings me back to this whole how many more out there a murder like you could literally if you really think about it if you just kind of know somebody kind of casually you could be driving in a car where they have body parts or a body you could be in their home that have body parts in the freezers of the house yeah it's that's what gets real scary Yeah. and you would just never know because i always (laughs) i like bringing this up because Every time something happens in a neighborhood, right, whether it be a murder or something, and they always go asking the neighbors, oh, he was so quiet. Oh, you would never know. D- does a murderer, does a criminal have a certain look? Yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> you go through life normally. I'm so normally. shocked. <laughs> I'm so shocked. This is such a quiet neighborhood. And listen, you can never tell. Yeah. You really can't. Some of them you could look at him and say, yeah, there's something messed up with this guy. Yeah. But you could be totally wrong. They can be messed up mentally. Yeah. But doesn't make them a silly, serial killer.
1: That brings like just real quick to like mm-hmm. jot into that. Um, Freaking Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. His neighbor literally contacted the police constantly right. mm-hmm. about him. Yes. He had weird smells in his apartment. Mm-hmm you know something was off about him like she would had very well self-awareness mm-hmm. and then like finally like they him and she's like i fucking told
0: you you know what i mean right i remember watching that yeah
1: like how many people could have been saved
0: saved right and that goes back to what i was talking about with these here you know when it comes to law enforcement you have to do your due diligence on this yeah um if you're just dismissing everything You could really be letting a serial killer or worse just slip right through the cracks. Which then brings me up to, again, this obsession with it. They become the anti-hero. Yeah. If law enforcement is completely negligent in doing their job, then suddenly we're not taking them as the heroes. We're Mm -hmm. now taking that anti-hero and making them the hero. Yeah. I think that kind of proves the point that, yeah, law enforcement really messed up. They didn't do their due diligence. That proves it. You're right. I remember that. That was his neighbor. You know, you're living right next door to him, and yet he was bringing people home, mm-hmm. and he had bodies in his apartment already, yeah. and people were being brought into his home, and one managed to escape, if I'm not, and, yeah. that's it up we and got that's caught. Where that's yeah. how he got caught. Well, no, I, at first, because same thing, they went there and they didn't believe him because he says, Oh, there's my homosexual lover. And back then, they were not really big on homosexuals. So they wanted yeah. to, no part of it and they walked away from it. But even the neighbor came out, apparently. And we yeah. say, You have to, why well, cold all the time? The smells and it, you know, but ignored it. Ignored yeah. Ignored it. And I think these serial killers sometimes get that in their head that if you get away they're with invincible. it once, and they're invincible. Yeah. And that's why some of them like the Zodiac Killer.
1: That's what I was yeah, like.
0: Yeah. Go for it.
1: <laughs> so the reason I feel like with the Zodiac Killer I'm like intrigued by that is the most is that like just like the fact that like we really don't actually have confirmation on who he was. Mm-hmm. You know the FBI, I, I forgot the name so I wanted to bring it up. Apparently the FBI had identified the Zodiac Killer as a Air Force veteran named Gary Francis Post. However, a lot of people are saying that it's not actually like confirmed that he was mm-hmm. in fact the Zodiac Killer. So it's just like the unknown of that is fascinating to me and scary at the same time because like this guy was like scary. Mm-hmm. Like he sent puzzles and oh my, it's just like I I would I'm just like, how is this guy such a ghost?
0: Mm-hmm. And because he is such a ghost and because he was able to elude law enforcement, there's a few problems I have with that. Um, after all this time, if we don't have any confirmation of who actually killed, how many people are pretending to be, to be the Zodiac Killer? And that's where the problem is. Now, interesting with Zodiac Killer... And there is a website, ZodiacKiller.com, mm-hmm. and it's actually recognized by law enforcement. And here's the other fascination, too, with people who are fascinated with serial killers. A lot of them, amateur sleuths. Yeah. You know how many groups are out there that study these serial killers verbatim, and they get so many de- to try and solve the crimes themselves? So that's another reason to be obsessed with this. These And a website like this, ZodiacKiller.com, it's actually recognized by law enforcement. It started in 1998. And it has basically everything law enforcement has at their disposal to the general public. Every single mm-hmm. idea, thought, you know, that ever happened. So people can actually come up with and their own things. Yeah. And try and solve the crime. Yeah. So, Which I think is like fucking badass. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's a cool concept because, yeah, if they were able to elude law enforcement from the top levels of fbi maybe they can't get away from just amateur sleuths yeah private detectives are out there always working on stuff like this cases are usually picked up by these private detectives or sometimes just amateur sleuths so there is a website out there zodiackiller.com and that just brings us up to the the other people that are obsessed with serial killers are actually obsessed for very good positive reasons Mm -hmm. because they want to find these killers yeah. that are have been eluding or maybe they'll look deeper into like david berkowitz maybe yeah. he didn't not you know yeah. act i mean i home. feel like definitely the zodiac killer is dead it's a, by now probably yeah yeah time you know it, it, we don't know anything about him so yeah there's a good chance he might be dead yeah but who knows but who knows because he's probably survived by people you gotta realize too a lot of these Serial killers have.
1: I have seen serial like there's a few of them where their parent was a serial serial killer Mm -hmm. and then they go on to be a serial killer. Yeah, which is
0: like genetic. Yeah, that's (sighs) yeah, that's another you know road to go down. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But yeah, if these here, like if the Zodiac killer did pass away, they have families. They had friends. They had somebody's (laughs) got to know something. And again, this is what's so frightening and so interesting about any of these serial killers Yeah, they walk amongst us Mm -hmm. they could be family they could be friends and acquaintance somebody you work with you just don't know that and at some point somebody's got to put the puzzle together and maybe solve these cases because there's got to be a clue out there yeah somewhere we found people with way less for way less crimes within minutes but these guys really do get away. They get away with a lot. So I understand the obsession. And again, there's a obsession and then there's a unhealthy obsession. I was in trying both to ways see
1: mm-hmm. when the last um communication from the Zodiac Killer was, but I can't find it.
0: Yeah, um again, well, ZodiacKiller.com. I'm sure they have yeah. all that out there. But if anybody's interested or anybody knows anything, come forward. Mm-hmm it's been so many years I you know that's the other thing I think about too you know I think just as being human beings there's victims yeah and uh, and all of those victims have family of some sort and a lot of people would like closure yeah to this stuff um, a lot of the serial killers that have been caught maybe murdered others and never confessed to it or mm-hmm. uh, maybe nobody ever found any kind of connection to it so yeah You know, and that, too, is so vague when it comes to some of these serial killers. They've killed so many. They lose track. They lose count. They don't even know. Unless they found everybody and linked it to that person. You're just not going to know. So yeah, a lot of people need closure. A lot of families mm-hmm. out there, you know, from these victims. And let's not forget too, a lot of these victims were very young too. So yeah. you know, children and all. So yeah,
1: just want to put a, even a disclosure out there. Like if you are a family member of someone mm-hmm. who has passed away from a serial killer, we are full give you our condolences. And yeah. by any means, we are not, you know, money making on oh, yeah. serial killer topics. We're just like you said. We're going to bring this all back to spiritual. Um, but we really just wanted to do a show on this. Um, just for like, like you said, we we kind of go on down rabbit holes a little mm-hmm. bit, and yeah, we just kind of wanted to bring it back to like you know spirituality the best we could. But mm-hmm. we do give our condolences to anyone who is watching who possibly had you know someone murdered by a serial killer.
0: Yeah, I listen. It's something I don't think many people think of, and uh, you know, yeah, even I wasn't thinking about that during this year show, but. There are people out there that are probably listening to our show, other people's shows, watching these documentaries and all, either because they want the closure, mm-hmm. because they're still seeking this out. And it's got to be very uncomfortable. It has it's, to be. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, that's why I don't like approaching this topic by giving these murderers or, you know, or, not just zero killers, spotlight. any. Yeah, I don't give any spotlight to anybody that's doing wrong to all the human beings. See, you know what? The way I say, fuck you. You know, you deserve yeah. what you get in the end. Because there's victims out there. There really are. There's victims. From children mm-hmm. to adults. You know, and they have families out there that gotta listen to this over and over again and when they see stardom status of the murderers yeah that's got to be shitty it mm-hmm. really does so yeah thank you and I, again yeah. i didn't even think about that there could be people listening that has some sort of ties to these victims and you know and on the same level the serial killers too have families yeah sometimes so, they were straight and narrow people and, and you like know,
1: they literally were like blindsided
0: yeah you know yeah. yeah sometimes the family's were the reasons behind yeah the mental breakdown that these serial killers have but sometimes yeah hey just raising somebody yeah and they turn again there's never any guarantee so think about that think about that when you're obsessing over this if you're into the whole criminal aspect of it and the crime solving or just the psychological profiles all good and well but if you're obsessing and turning rock star statuses out of you know these people, think about that. Just think about that. That's all. Um, I don't know. Do you got anything else to add before I go into the whole spiritual route? Or?
1: No, I'm good. You're, go ahead.
0: Okay. We'll reel it in. Yeah, we're going to reel it in real quick Um, because, again, we're a spirituality podcast. And we, like I said, Hannah kind of brought up a great topic and it was worth discussing and I actually enjoy talking about this. But coming into a whole spiritual world, going into what you're normally used to hearing, especially for me, when it comes to meditation and the higher self, there's good and bad.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Evil, good, the yin, the yang, the black, the white. It's out there. We as human beings experience this every day. Um, When we talk about the afterlife, the uh, dualities, And whatever that may be to you and your religious preferences, uh, the heaven, the hell, the good, the bad, um, the different planes it's right here on earth at times. I don't think that there's much of a difference. And I always said death is just another extension of life. We have that good and evil right here on earth as we do in the paranormal world, in the Mm -hmm. spiritual world in the religious world it's there. There's good and there's bad. We all like to think. That everything's all good and well but we know many people believe in different spirits and that there's good spirits bad spirits malevolent spirits if you got to think about serial killers what are they in the afterlife you can't think of them as good yeah you can't think of them as a good spirit you can't think of heaven you can't think of you know a higher plane you have to think of them as the negative as that dark side as you know straight to hell yeah or straight to hell whatever your religions practice or preach but no matter what you practice there is there's a duality and that reflects here on earth Mm -hmm. we come in contact with this throughout life once we move on depending on what your beliefs are we're gonna come in contact with this in the after but it's just on a different level we don't get affected by it as much but we are using this planet really as a testing ground and we have to deal with that good the bad that's why i said you need to be vigilant out there you really do you need to open up your eyes open up your mind start seeing things start paying attention to what's going on around you pay attention to the people that you talk to i get it some people want to be trusting we don't want to close the doors on everybody because yeah. after a while you're going to want to become a hermit when you hear you know stories like you don't want to trust anybody yeah so trust that intuition, trust that gut that you have, and uh, learn to live happier and healthier that way. Have a healthy, questionable attitude about you. You know, yeah. don't just be overly trustworthy of just anybody, because there is good and bad in mm-hmm. everybody. So always remember that. Yeah. So that's our podcast that we were waiting so long for i think it did really well we brought up some good points so i want to take this opportunity real quick also now to just uh say we have a couple other things coming up uh i think our next one is going to be another big one Um, as far as you know the title because it's going to draw you all in and i'm going to take a really Different spin on it. So I don't want to give it away just yet. I also want to keep people informed too. Like I say, if you're following us, that's great. Our website's always up on po- uh eyeopener society.onpodium.co. Again, I'm gonna have all the links on here. Follow us. You could sign up for email notifications whenever a new podcast comes out. Um but come January, I haven't thought Hannah and I would like to have like a New Year's show. I got some big ideas. It all depends what happens with Podbean. Now that we're being hosted on Podbean, Podbean has a uh, live. We could do lives mm-hmm. on Podbean. Maybe we could do a live New Year's show. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, again, we have thoughts. But come January, we're going to have um, a guest come in, Elaine from Arcane Oracle. Um, and I have a. Great concept for a show and I hope you join us for that one too. Elaine is fantastic when it comes to tarot card readings and she's brilliant. Really brilliant. Powerful. Powerful too. Yeah, that's an even better word. She's absolutely powerful and she's really good. So I have a concept of what to do for the new year and have a show. She already agreed to do the show. I just don't want to give away too much i have the concept i got to bring it past her see if she agrees to do it um if she does that's going to be great and as soon as we know and get confirmation uh we'll let everybody else know so stay tuned for us and again please go down to the synopsis of the show i'm going to have a bunch of links i want you guys to follow anybody that we mentioned um, because uh again we like to promote people that we think are really good Mm -hmm. and they deserve a little bit of promotion so until our next show yep Uh, We are going to sign off, and uh, we will be seeing everybody really soon. But we thank you for joining us. Thank
1: you. Have a good night, morning, whatever.